With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now it's our family-friendly flooring sale. Save up to $1,000 and take advantage of our 24-month special financing on our stain-resistant carpet and stylish luxury vinyl at Flooring America. Sale ends soon, so come in today. And welcome back, fans. This is uh, Rob Howe with Hawkeye Nation, joined as always by with Greg Bruner, by Greg Bruner, former Hawkeye, uh, on the Hawkeye Nation basketball podcast. So welcome back. It's been a while, Brew. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah, it has been a while. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that. So a lot of good basketball since the last time we talked. Yeah, and these games come fast and furious. We were talking a little bit before we started recording Um you know, Iowa just has the one game this week, uh, which we'll get into. The, the, we're recording this on uh, on Thursday. Iowa played last night against Rutgers at home on a Wednesday. So just one game this week, but then next week they play Monday at home against Wisconsin, Thursday at Maryland, then they come back on Super Bowl Sunday for Illinois. So three, one game this week and three games next week. That makes a whole lot of sense, right? <laughs> Usually how it works. <laughs> Did you guys have – I don't remember you guys playing odd schedules like that, one game and then three the next week. Was, was it like that? Am I just getting old and don't remember? Well, I'm – jeez, I've played so much basketball since then too. Uh, I honestly – I remember Big Ten season was always tough because um, we would play like – we could play a Sunday. Yeah, I could see it. It could be a Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, um, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, something like that. Yeah. Uh, especially when you, you throw in a – a Penn State or a Michigan State trip, road trip; those were always ni- nightmares to add into it. Um, yeah, it you, it happened, but you almost prefer that because then you don't have to practice. <laughs> like it, it's the week off; like that was all for just time to to get you guys back in shape, start working on things, and that's when that, we always played worse after a week off um, yeah. or extended off because they practice so much. It's the same thing as like. When Christmas break hit, you hated it because it's like you have no rules on how much time you can practice because school's not in session. So you'd be in the gym nonstop, and it was just exhausting. Um, so you almost preferred it when school was going on. Yeah, I only played high school up to high school, but I remember much preferred the games to practice. I think that's probably like that in any sport, any time of the year, you prefer the games to practice. Yep. Um. 20, 20 Big Ten games. Would you have liked that? I know you guys didn't play that much, and the the you know there's more teams that have been added since you played. But you know it seems like we've been playing Big Ten now f- for a while, and there's still twelve Big Ten games left for Iowa. 
Yeah, I, I would have liked it. Um, I always played the Big Ten style basketball was always better for me. Um, it's it, it when you play some of the I mean, it's usually you, you play some cookies up in the beginning of the year. You get to play 15, 20 minutes because you're beating them by six year. You know, you're up pretty big on them. So it was never fun because you never really get in a flow in the Big Ten season. It's like game after game after game. You kind of get in a rhythm. And mm-hmm. I, I always enjoyed that. I always had like my my stats. And conference were always seemed to be a little bit better than non-conference. So I did enjoy it. All right, let's dig in here a little bit. Um, we've, we'll talk mostly about uh, the two games, the two most recent games, which were uh, last Friday night at home against Michigan, who was ranked at the time. Um, and then, like we said, uh, last night, Wednesday night against Rutgers. And Iowa has now won four games in a row overall, which matches its longest winning streak of the season, and three games in a row at home against ranked opponents if you go back to Maryland a couple Fridays ago. So the last time I think we talked, Brew, it may have been after that Nebraska game where we were trying to figure out what Iowa was going to be able to do to get, to get, you know, to get some pressure off of Luka. I think they figured it out. <laughs> yes, I think my com- my comment was is going into that Maryland game. I go, I can see this going two ways. They're going to step up and they're going to punch them right in the face and like play a physical, physical basketball game, or they're going to kind of they're going to play shy and they're going to they're going to get blasted by twenty. And I was so impressed by that Michigan with the Maryland State or the she's the Maryland game, um, how they came out, how they played. Uh, that was a gritty basketball game. What are you seeing? Um, they're still obviously. P- p- you know, paying a lot of, and we'll go into the individual games specifically, but just overall with Luca, what Iowa has been able to do maybe to combat. And obviously they're all doing different things at different times to try to contain him, but it seems like Iowa's finding ways to obviously get him free and then other players as well. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the difference is, is how he plays. It's really hard. It's really hard to, he, he's so quick when he once he gets the balls. I I, I tried. I, I've been talking to people and I, and I tried to talk to kids, especially that are in high school. Um, that uh, my friends have kids that play high school basketball, and he's a perfect example. Uh, he's setting you up to. And we talked about this last time. Two. He's two. He's already making movements for the uh, two passes ahead. So he has you in position where he wants you, and even if the double or triple comes. He has the ball and he has the position. It's just, and he's so big and he does such a good job of maintaining his balance and uh, core strength that he can go so quick and it doesn't matter. You can what whatever defense you want to play, you you can't without the ball. You you can trap him. You can do whatever you want uh, when he gets the ball. But he is so good off ball, offensively, um, and that's rebounding position. That's positioning to get angles for a quick quick duck ins, quick baskets. You can't double him because he gets the ball and goes so fast. And now he's kind of got the trust of that turnaround jump shot or that reverse pivot into a jump shot. And he's got the three. Like He's doing a lot of things right now that are really impressive. That's got to be demoralizing for a defense when the guy's pounding you like that inside and then he's stepping out and hitting threes too. Yep. I mean, and, and you can kind of see that was always – you can see his mentality. He's starting to break guys. You know, just watch body language from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Like, they're just so sick of getting leaned on, hit on. And I've tried to explain this to a lot of people. You can wear people out, and then they just don't want to play anymore. And 
you can tell when he gets that feeling of, all right, I got you now. Cause like, it's usually a contact. They release a contact. They, they fight you for the first 10 minutes and then you start to see them fading away from the contact. And he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And then he's a junior now. So the refs let him get away with it. I mean, even fighting for that position, they let him get away with a lot more. So he's starting to break people and you can really tell. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how, how fast it's happening though. He's, he's not athletic hardly at all, but he still manages to get quite a few rebounds. Why? Positioning. He's in the perfect position all the time. Um, he, if you look, it's, it's all, I mean, it's odds. It's probability. Um, where, the, where the ball shot, who's shooting the ball, you start to get tendencies. So they shoot a flat shot. Usually it's going to bounce a little bit further out. If you shoot a high shot, it's going to stick close to the rim. So, like, if, if Luca's shooting a three, I know I'm trying to stay close to the rim because it's a moon ball. Um, but, like, if, if Connor's shooting, I'm like, well, I better get – it's going to hit front iron or it's going to just shatter across the rim. So it's all about positioning. And you can, you can see him. And that's what I'm talking about, all that work he's doing, two passes ahead. So if there's a quick shot, or if there's a shot on the weak side, he has that whole weak side rebound already categorized. That's his. He has the position. He has everything. So that's the advantage. That's, that's she was amazing at that. Just establishing position, and you're always in position for rebounding too. Um. This came up on our, our Hawkeye Nation message board today, and it, you can tell that it's a bunch of old guys on there that uh, seem to think that maybe Luca is too, um, I don't know, showboaty after he makes a basket, uh, you know, demonstrative. They'd like to see him just make the basket and then go down to the other end of the court. Um, I'm old, but I don't have a problem with what he, how he reacts to making a good play because I think his teammates feed off of it. Yeah. Uh, and then the next question is if they start changing that, then they're going to be mad because he doesn't show enough emotion. Right. And it, it, it's, it's a game of basketball. Basketball's changed. It's not the same. Um, these, they, everybody wants straight access to these kids. They, they, they feel like they can say anything they want to them, but when the kid shows emotion, it's wrong. Um, they love going in behind and on message boards saying things about players and talking about positives and negatives, but it's like the kids are the ones playing the game. Let them enjoy how they play, how their team environment. It's They're winning. They're doing the right thing. They're not being – I don't see anything wrong with it. They're, he's playing with emotion. It's, I, I, I love it. I mean, now look at that. I mean, if you look, it's from the NBA down. I mean, you see kids in high school. You see kids in I in second grade basketball. They make a shot. You see them doing things on the court. <laughs> I, I yell at our kids when they do that because I tell them act like we've been there before, which we never have. But I just yeah. <laughs> but no, I play with emotion. Like I, I I completely am on the opposite side of that one because there's always I'd rather have that than having to deal with. Kids that aren't fiery, kids that don't want to be there, you can just see um, broken down. Uh, we did two years, or we did all those years of Lick Lighter where there was no emotion and people complained nonstop, but now we have emotion. It's like the opposite of it. Yeah, and you know things are going well when they, you know, the, the, the tendency on message boards is to try to find something negative to talk about. And if they're, if the biggest complaint right now is that Luca Garza is flexing after he makes a basket, things are probably going pretty well for Iowa basketball. 
Yeah, you got to remember how much he probably he's targeted all the time. Um, players, bro, fans, bro, everything. He gets beat up. I mean, I take still photos now. I didn't do that when you played, but I'm on the baseline, um, and I'm I'm I go back through my still photos. He's getting you know fingers in the ear, punched in the head. You know, people are hitting him in the you know in the kidneys i mean you look at the i go back and look at my photos and i'm like the kid's taking a beating no wonder he's he's letting out some emotion when he finally gets the ball in the basket yeah exactly it's it it just seems like people are and i i'm even questioning michael how much more can he go because he's getting like you just said he's getting beat on and it wears you down it's a long season it wears you down and i've been there i've done that um it's an emotional roller coaster during that time you have your ups your downs uh, and I've, I'm, I've even questioned like how, I mean, can he, can he take this for a whole season? Uh, can he do it? And it's just like, people are waiting for him to fail to say, ah, oh, yeah, this is the Luca that we know. And I'm, I've kind of gotten to the opposite. I'm like, no, this is the Luca that he, he can be. He had a rough year last year. It's a sophomore year. It's tough. He, he had a bunch of, he had surgery for the season. He was not as instrumental in the offense because Tyler Cook was there. Um, it's his time. He's put in his time. This is his team. Let him go with it. Yeah, I am, I'm with you. I, you know, I think everybody's like, like well, what are they going to do if Luca has an off night? And he just doesn't have off nights. And I, I know you told me you were busy and didn't get a chance to watch that Northwestern game, but he was in foul trouble for a lot of that game. And Iowa still found a way. Granted, it was Northwestern who's having a down year, and it, but it was on the road. And it, what was cool about that game was – in talking to him after it, he was like, man, I was on the bench and I was stewing. I was mad that I wasn't in there. I was mad that I picked up some cheap fouls, but I just focused on what I could do when I got back in there. I was watching what they were doing defensively. He got back in there and he scored like 10 points in a row because he was on the bench watching what he needed to do when he got back in there. Yep, exactly. I mean, he, he's a, he's a smart basketball player. Um, and, and, I'm going to question if he's going to be able to play at the next level. Offensively, he can, absolutely. The defensive side is going to be a, a, a challenge for him, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the knock on him. But a complete player from the offensive side, we haven't seen the likes of him in, since the 80s. Like, what he's been able to do with his position like uh, as a big man, um, it's, it's really impressive. Um, I, I, I've enjoyed, I've been, I enjoyed what he's done, he's done so far. Is there a comp for him, Brew, at Iowa? I mean, you go back quite a ways. Is there somebody he reminds you of, or is he pretty unique? Um, I, I'm going to get murdered for this. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'm glad you were. Bo- body glad. movement and how he plays. Jacob Jakes is a guy that reminds me of how upright and you wouldn't think he's athletic and how he's always in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, Jacob had a little bit different demeanor for him when he played basketball. Um, and he wasn't as obviously as talented. Um, Jacob made played amazing professional career. So I'm not, there's no, no talent. Like I'm not saying Jacob didn't have the skill set, but he developed a lot after college. Mm-hmm. I would say that how they play body type, everything, how they move, they were very, very similar in that aspect. Um, and, yeah, I would I would say that's the one I can kind of think of. Um, oh gosh! Uh, outside of that, it makes it really tough. I mean, Low House. Uh, yeah. 
I think uh, he's kind of a mix of different guys. Yeah, low house, maybe even man, you're aging me here a little bit. <laughs> it's interesting. I was thinking about it the other day, and nothing nothing really popped into my mind. The Jakes one's interesting because they're both kind of uh get the most out of you know what they're you know on the floor they get the most out of their ability i think yeah absolutely um so let's scoop back to the michigan game we won't spend a ton of time on this because it's a little bit dated at this point but uh what did you see in that game it seemed like um again it, it all goes through garza but It was interesting. I was talking to those guys, and this is probably more big picture than specific to that game, but Frederick hit a, and he's, we can talk about him too, because his, his, his return has been, I I think, very instrumental in this run because his ability with Wieskamp to stretch the floor. But he, he was telling me late in that game when he hit a big shot, he was kind of waiting. He he knew Luca was going to come and set a flare screen, and Luca with like nonverbal. They kind of knew what they were. It was a broken play, but they kind of were on the same page, and we're kind of seeing that with this team that there's a chemistry there, a connection on both ends of the floor. I think that that almost makes it fluid. It looks fluid on both ends. Yeah, um, you pick up you pick up Tennessee's. You know. That floor screen, it, people are always watching the ball, and and it's an easy, easy way to get your get your guard a wide open shot, and it's 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 not used enough, and especially if you get a guy and you know an angle and you know what's going to go on, yeah, you you play enough with people, you you get them in, you get them in the right spots, you know who you want the ball and how you want to get them the ball, um, so it, it it's definitely it's there that that they have that type of core relationship where you just it, it's just natural it's an eight so you yeah you play enough basketball you start to pick up those things yeah and that will go looking at that game the Michigan game Frederick was six of nine from the floor three for four from three six of six from the line um really yeah, welcome seen, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he was out for the he was out for that Nebraska game when Iowa yeah. shot four for 33 or whatever it was from three. And yeah. that, I think that made that, that helped. That's the reason that game plan worked for Hoiberg. Yeah. Yep. I, I, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, not making shots. I mean, that's the number one thing that's going to go for sure. Um, uh, one of the other fun stats I love about the Michigan game was 13 rebounds by Connor. <laughs> uh, zero. Zero points, thirteen rebounds, five assists. Uh, I I would take that from a two guard. Yeah, he probably plays. He's he's probably a two, but plays the four. I would take that any day of the week. Yeah, what is he? Uh, what position is he? Uh, utility man. <laughs> Call me. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, in baseball. Um, yeah, utility guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go with that. Yeah. You put him yep. at second second base one inning, then he's in right field, then yep. the next inning he's at third base. And all of a sudden he's pitching, and then you're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, he, I mean, he just plug and play. He, you can put it. He's smart. He he does the right things. Um, he the difference between last year is, I mean, he's older. Uh, think of the think of the progress he made um, from year to year, and just imagine what Joe Toussaint has the ability to do. 
because now he's starting to get extended minutes. Um, he's been up and down right now, but like most freshmen are, and just I have a feeling he's going to have a huge change um, come next year. You talking about Toussaint? Yeah. I thought if, if we well, let's move ahead to the Rutgers game. I, I thought he finally kind of I don't want to say finally because he's he's had other good games. But I asked him after the game last night, I said, you know, was it, do you feel like that was your best game? And he said, yeah, without question. It just seemed like he found the right speed. He, he played at the right speed last night. Yeah. And the, and the big difference that I think everybody, when you're young, you think that you got to score the basketball to be um, part of the game, to be important in the game. And that's not your job when you're a young guy. You see how many times he was on the floor. He was, he was yeah. talking, he was chirping at people. You could see he focused in on something else and it, it took his mind away from him having to score the basketball and he got himself into a rhythm. He did a lot of small things, got himself into rhythm. And that the, the best thing Greg Lansing, uh, the Indiana State coach that ever, and Brian Jones, they always would say to me is like, when you're out of rhythm and you're not playing your normal style, just don't try to do things extra. Just do what you're good at. So run the floor and get rebounds. And then everything else will kind of come back you naturally because you just go through periods where your right hand and your left hand don't seem like they're going in the same spot and you can tell as a freshman that happens a lot more than you think and it seemed like he focused in on something small got a couple small wins and then that just snowballed into a great game yeah joe tucson against rutgers um five of eight from the floor 14 points seven boards which was second to garza's 13 and then four assists which tied Wieskamp for the team lead yeah so really well-rounded game and thought he played well defensively against a pretty um, athletic Rutgers team. I thought his ball pressure certainly was, was a factor as well. Another guy I wanted to talk about, Bruin, he, he scored double figures now three games in a row, and I think he's, you know, they've had some foul troubles. Connor was in foul trouble against Rutgers, so they had to go big. They went big against Michigan. Um, and Ryan Creener, the only senior on the team, uh, he's, he comes off the bench ice cold and just, he's ready to go right away. Yeah. I mean, that's the advantage of being a senior. You just, you know, your role, you know what you're supposed to do. He knows Lucas is a go-to guy right now. Um, I think he's fine with that. Uh, and he comes in and plays a valued, valued role. Um, very interesting lineup at one point. It was Luca <laughs> Creener and, um, uh, pencil. pencil. And I, I questioned that one for a little bit. Uh, just, yeah, that's a that's a that's a heavy heavy footed lineup right there, especially from a playing a, a team like Rutgers. But it, I think defensively when they drop back to that two three zone, it, it helped them a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's their best lineup, but I think they were able to maintain because of that. Because I think I can't remember who got in trouble. Maybe Connor got in trouble. So, and I don't think um, Evelyn had a very good game. So it was one of those things. It's kind of like, well, this is what we're going to go with. Yeah, that's called the, you know, we've got several guys that have season-ending injuries. We're down to seven scholarship players. We're going to have some funky lineups at times. Yep. And, uh, you're right. I, I think Bakari was a little bit off last night. But I think there's been a good balance, you know, when, when Tucson has kind of had some struggles. Evelyn has, has come in and, and I think played well. And then last night, Joe played well. And Bakari kind of took a back seat. So it seems like they found a pretty decent balance with those two right now. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. And that's usually the case, especially you got guys that are playing in a role position. Is just like you go with the one that's having the better game. Um, 
because they're they're pretty much transferable. I would say Joe has a little bit more upside um, being younger, but um, you kind of just that that that's how I see it kind of playing out. They go to who's who's having a better game. Um, Joe's going to be a little bit more up and down. Uh, I think your 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 variances are going to be a little bit higher. He's going to be bouncing around a little bit more, and um, Evelyn's going to be a little bit more on that normal. If you were to run a path, and he won't he won't he won't fluctuate as much, in my opinion, being older. Right. Yep, fifth year graduate transfer. Um, you you want that steadiness, so and I think he brings that. Um, I thought Weezy's camp was big last night. That second half, and I talked to him after the game. I was like, it looked like you made a concerted effort to to just take it to the rim. Um, he he was like, yeah. He goes, I, I missed some shots I normally make in the first half, and I was frustrated. So I wanted to just come out and be aggressive and go to the basket. And he, he took some shots. I mean, he hit the deck a couple times pretty hard, but he finished at the rim, and, and I thought that kind of got him going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always said that as he gets older, he'll get he'll get better. Um, he's not – right now he's not great at when it's straight up one-to-one, one-on-one. Um, but if anybody can create an angle for him, and where it's uh, the guy's coming back from a help position, so he's out of position a little bit. Weiss camp's amazing. Holasco uh, was very similar to this. Um, if you can get an angle, they're so athletic and so long, and Holasco's just so so explosive, is that you can't catch back up. And that's what Joe was doing really, really good job of, is he's gotten away from trying to go one-on-one where it's a, a set straight up, and you got he's got to get around somebody to – letting somebody create a, a gap for him, and then he hits and explodes through that gap. And once he gets by or gets a guy on a hip, he's so long and lengthy, he can get around everybody. He finishes so high at the rim that it's tough for even a shot blocker because nobody wants to come off Luca. So this will be a huge asset for him as he goes. And it seemed like, and I, and, and I was kind of watching, you know, Luca was pulling his guy out from the paint to kind of open it up for Joe. And as we know, there's not only going to be Luca's man that goes, but other people are going to sh- be shading towards Luca as well. So that kind of opens up the paint for, for guys to, to drive to the basket once Luca establishes that inside position. Yep, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Um, it, it's, he's got to get that established in and then go inside out, start inside, and then he's got to kind of uh, – one of the things I notice is uh, in the, we, got, we got into a lull period and – we just we stopped getting the ball down low to Luca, and we was just like we broke everything that had been working really well. And then finally, we kind of go and started cycling back in, get the ball inside, get it back out, and it creates so many more opportunities. Guys are always constantly uh, rotating and getting in; uh, they're always out of position because they're trying to move as the ball is kicked back out. And that's when we started scoring again. But if it's just quick and trying to play on the perimeter, we're not as good of a team. But if we can get the ball, and even if it was cleaner, it's just. It, it makes it forces the defense to uh, to buckle in, and then it creates opportunities for our guards to get angles, to get open shots, everything. So, yeah, Rutgers, Iowa built that nice lead last night. Rutgers comes back, takes the lead, one point lead, I think, on Harper's yep. two free throws. Then the next trip down, Wieskamp finds Frederick um, on a nice nice pass, so he has the assist, and then he then he knocks down the big three on the next trip down. Um, so yeah, that, that beginning of that second half when he was going to the basket kind of got him going. Once Joe gets in the flow, he's, he is really a really, really dangerous player. So, um, and these guys are logging big minutes, bro. I mean, 
Garza played 34 and a half last night. Frederick 35 and a half. Uh, Wieskamp uh, just under 35. Um, Toussaint 30. So um, I know I've had people ask me, um, do you worry about fatigue? Do you worry about wearing it down? We, we talked at, or, you know, early in the podcast about 20 Big Ten games. How do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem. I know, you, I know you'd I play 50 minutes a game, but for, like, the normal human being. Yeah, I I didn't have a problem putting on weight um, in the middle of the Big Ten season, that's for sure, because all you do is <laughs> eat, 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 because you're so hungry because you play so damn much. Uh, no, I mean, you, you grow accustomed to it. These, these guys have been playing so much basketball in their life. You got to think uh, they're growing up in that AAU circuit where they're playing five, six, seven games in a day. Um, granted, it's different. Um, and granted, it's a whole season and the physicality is a little bit different. I wouldn't, I mean, sometimes I'd even argue that like sometimes those AAU games can get even more like a football game than the big 10. Mm. But no, uh, it, you get used to it. You get in the routine. Um, I would say that it's harder like you throw in a disruption like now where you're off for a week, it's harder to, because it kind of throws you from your routine. Um, so I, I they, they, they've been around it. They're older. Um, a couple of the freshmen or sophomores might hit a wall, but I would hope that Luca and those guys can continue it up. Luca might be tough. I mean, just from a straight statistical, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he can keep that up. I would love to see it. Um, but we just, we could expect that he, he could have a little bit more up and down. Um, but the way he's been playing, I have, he, he, it's going to be really hard to, to say that I don't think he can replicate it because he's been doing it all season. One more thing I want to touch on, then we'll wrap this one up. Um, we're moving on to a half hour here, so I don't want to keep you much longer. I know you have homework to do. Um, this team reminds me a little bit of, of the team your senior year in terms of mental toughness. It's tough to quantify that, but just – you know, these last two games in particular, you know, um, Michigan and Rutgers had leads in that second half, you know, made runs at Iowa, but Iowa didn't wilt. It just, it, it was like, you almost felt like uh, that's okay. That's, you know, the other team had their, made their run. Iowa's going to, to get it back together. Where does that come from? Can you, I know, like I said, it's tough to quantify, but can you feel it? Yeah, uh, in a game, yeah. I would say, going back to our earlier conversation, I don't think this team lacks an arrogance. Um, everybody's complaining about it right now, but <laughs> that's how they have to play to battle those situations. you got to think that you're going to get, at some point, somebody, especially playing at home, playing against teams in the Big Ten, they're going to they're gonna stand up, they're going to try to knock you in the mouth. you gotta, you, you just got to realize that you got to take the punch and then you got to come back and start fighting again. Um, it's basketball. You're going to be ups and downs. Um, I, I don't, from my standpoint, it's, 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 you just grow accustomed to it. I mean, it's, that's what makes it fun. Uh, you, you, you just having that adversity and then trying to figure out how to battle that and come through it as a, as a team, as a collective. Um, the one thing I, I think that they do, they've done a really good job these last four games is no, no one person has tried to take over. Um, they've done a very good job of working through and getting good shots collectively. Um, I would say if Bohannon was here, usually if you look back at the last year, it, a lot of it rid on him. So like it was, all right, give Jabo the ball at the end of the, uh, at the end of the game, let him go to magic. Um, yeah. and that, 
that's really tough to handle and manage. And now I would say that they're in a different environment where it's like, let's work and build this out together. Let's play. Let's get back to doing the core stuff. I think Fran's done a really good job of kind of controlling that. And another factor to that, I think, is Connor, um, especially when he's at the four and teams going to run. He kind of dictates pace really. He takes it over and dictates pace pretty well. Yeah. I agree. I noticed that as well. One more I lied. Um, next game up is Wisconsin. Where did Wisconsin rank for you among uh, hated rivals? Oh, God. I, I don't have a very good record against Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I we always played them. We always had to lead. Similar situation we just talked about. Had to lead going in the two, three minutes left in the, um, uh, in, in the game and then somehow always dumped the game. Uh, it was a tough place to play for some reason. Uh, Everybody in Madison wants to be like us, so they, can, <laughs> oh, they all come out to the game, and they it's it's one of those places that they like to yell profanities at you. So it, it, it's a tough environment. I always love playing there. Um, uh, what's the arena called? It's the Cole Center. Cole Center, yeah. Um, it's it's unique. It, I think it. I think if I remember right, it's one of the arenas that have hockey underneath. Correct. It's always different playing in those. Penn State was one, I think. Also, it, it yep. seems it's it's just awkward. Um, but it's a fun environment. It's like I said, playing on the road is not easy uh, this year. So I'm hoping they just come up, go out and fight, and continue to play the way we are. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope that's a victory. That's a one play this year. Only get Wisconsin once, which makes a bunch of sense. That Big Ten would schedule the team that's closest to us once this year. <laughs> so yeah, brilliant. Thank you, television. Um, but I, I get to watch a lot of games on TV now, so I won't complain too much. All righty, Brew. Well, I appreciate your time as always, as do the listeners. I've gotten great feedback on this. So uh, thanks again for, for joining us. And uh, we'll maybe do this. Eh, we'll just kind of play it by ear. We'll see how these next games kind of play out. Like I said, there's three games next week. So uh, we'll figure out a time to get back together, okay? Yep, absolutely. Have a great night, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Nothing says home more than family and friends around the table, especially when the food is from Fairway. High-quality hand-cut meats, fresh produce, and affordable pricing. Be sure you're ready for family by stocking up on everything from the best possible source. Refreshingly Fairway.